0: Uh, so, hi, and welcome to this episode of Net Support Radio, and uh, we're really excited to have uh, some fantastic guests uh, joining us this um, in this episode, and uh, lots and lots of hints and tips to be shared. Um, as you may well know, um, my uh, counterpart here, Mr. Al Kingsley, and I wrote a guide uh, oh, twice, uh, we, did, we, had, we had version 2.0 as well um, and the guide was uh, how to uh, create a um, digital, digital strategy in education and it was very really popular and lots of schools found it really, really useful and uh, we're really pleased to have uh, two people uh, on our show. Uh, today to talk about all things digital strategy having just won an award for their school's digital strategy uh, before we jump into that though um al you know joining um taking your net support hat off for a second and uh putting your uh your uh sort of matt's uh, lead uh hat on for a second um in an interview style what, why is digital strategy important do you think
1: oh i think there's there's 101 questions i think the most important thing is um not only is it about having the right impact in terms of teaching and learning but it's about having a sense of direction which is far easier to make the right choices about technology adopt build the right training framework around it the cpd that you can embed setting expectations about how you're going to measure it looking at unlocking financial savings that means you can have more of the good things and also be self-reflective on the things that don't work i think there are so many strands and i think where you referenced our evolution mark of our digital strategy guides from version one to two i think the real value add in addition to was the real world examples as from our Mm -hmm. guests this evening where we really put some of the considerations and questions into the real world context and what do we find no two schools are the same there are different priorities different focus and actually it's that's the thing that really adds the detail and value
0: yeah I, I completely agree and um, rather than uh, sort of jump in and make it me and you chatting about this stuff i'm really keen to bring our guests in onto the uh, episode today uh, so it gives me great pleasure to introduce uh, paul gardner uh, welcome to the show paul paul is deputy head at dara international school in dubai and then we've got linda parsons uh, who also works alongside paul Uh, And um, digital strategy uh, um, is something that they've been developing at the school and they recently won. Uh, I'm sure the date will be etched in their brains, but very recently won the um, ISC Research's uh, International School Award for the best school digital strategy. So firstly, congratulations and well done. And uh, do a little round of applause <laughs> as they do. Um, but so before we sort of dig deeper into this, could kind of get a little bit of background on both of you, please. Uh, if I start with you, Paul, can you tell the, uh, the audience a little bit about yourself, where you're from, your sort of experience in education, please?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm from Longscreck originally, and I've been a teacher for 12 years, eight years as a senior leader. Within that time, I had a sixth form assistant head at Brighton College in Abu Dhabi and um coming up to the end of my second year now at the international school so i've kind of i've been around a bit in terms of, of international education i've worked in spain uh worked in moscow I've worked in abu dhabi and I'm currently in dubai um yeah that, that's the the, the the quick overview really i came to dubai uh just just under, under two years ago um
0: i have not regretted it to be honest with you. it's been it's been a great move for us brilliant stuff thank you very much indeed paul and linda how about yourself
3: Hi. Um, so I I started off as a science teacher in London, um, and then I moved um, abroad and like I, I've kind of been here ever since, like in the Middle East. So I've I've taught in Qatar, um, then went to Kuwait as a science teacher. Um, that's when I started, when I started doing doing um, like using Google Education um, and Google Classroom and things like Quizlet and stuff, and really found like you know I had a real passion for you know integrating technology into into my classrooms. Um, then came to Deer International School, and it kind of exploded and um, there's been so much like inspiration that i got from the school um which led to kind of the work that myself and paul have done there um to transform our school digitally so that's me
0: brilliant thank you uh linda so uh, we're, we're here to talk about digital strategy today um and uh, clearly you know it's one of those things that you're it's always part of a journey isn't it there's always something else you can be doing and working on and reflecting upon and and all those different things but um given you know, where you're at now with your digital strategy having won an award for it and and uh, i've been seeing lots of lovely comments um and, and activities from both of you uh, on social media as well Um, Both of you will have seen a recent uh, tweet uh, where um, somebody came to me and asked me, you know, uh, about a a good way to sort of go about starting mapping out and and creating a a school digital strategy. So, my first real question for you both, and I'll start with you, Linda, if that's okay. Um, uh, What advice would you give to anybody looking to start creating their own whole school digital strategy?
3: Um, I would definitely, you know, and it's it's something that, like, you know, you've said so many times, but (laughs) it's... has to be underlined you must look at the community first it depends on the community like your your own school community so our school community is extremely family orientated and in like it's it's also like the students um have this way of talking to each other that like must be reflected in the digital environment um our own personal life school like we wanted to do certain things like you know create a common thread like throughout the school and and so on um, of, of learning so therefore the digital side of that um could reflect that and support that really well Um, so yeah like my um and also finally yes like make sure that your teachers are on board so you must from the very first start make it so that the teachers feel empowered by it make it feel like it's kind of their own decision kind of thing and make it yeah um to, to ensure that the digital transformation is going to be successful
0: No, I completely agree. getting engagement from your stakeholders is so, so important. Thank you, uh, Linda. Thank you. Uh, Paul, would you offer the same advice or would you offer some additional advice? Yeah, definitely. The one
2: thing I would add to that is you know, you focus on the teaching and learning. It is ultimately all about that. I mean, you know, the strategy and whatnot is important and it's important how you lead it and whatnot. But ultimately, everything within a school should be underpinned by teaching and learning. Um, and so if you, if you focus on that and you find that, you know, digital is a good way to promote that or a good way to evolve that in your school, then, that, then that's good. Um, and that that's kind of the way it should be. And I, and I would very much doubt that there would be a school, you know, that that could say that digital couldn't do that but it's not to say that you shouldn't start with that you know so if you have that focus on teaching and learning what do you want teachers to be able to do in the classroom and what do you want students to be able to do in the classroom how do you want those interactions to be the most meaningful they can be and the most powerful they can be you know if you start with that premise and, and work backwards from that what you will typically find is that digital offers a really uh Often unusual way to do things, you know, or, or a unique way in education that's not commonly done yet. Um, but yeah, I mean, know, knowing your community is massive, and knowing exactly kind of like for example, I mean, Linda mentioned about being coming from an Apple background. When I was at Brighton, um, we were we were an Apple school. I was digital leader the prep school there, and and we were very much a one-to-one device Apple school. And when it came to to DAS, we you know it's it's a Microsoft school, so it's completely different. But it was it was in keeping with the community. Um, so I, I would definitely but again with with absolutely everything tech you know it does come back to does it improve the quality of teaching and learning because if it doesn't if you're looking at what can the tech do it's you you, you've made your fair you made the crucial mistake i think when it comes to
1: to digital strategy it's an interesting one just raising that paul that you both followed a similar strand about obviously that teaching and learning and, and that element at the heart and for a lot of schools i've heard they've shared that by not making the assumptions, but engaging with staff about the teaching and learning expectations they, as a byproduct almost generate that co-production because there's more buy-in and a sense of people have actually fed into the project. So mm-hmm. that kind of resonates with what you're saying. I was gonna dip in with another question if I may Mark, which was just mm-hmm. thinking about you know building on a digital strategy and looking at all those strands. None of us have the answers to everything. So what kind of help did you get along the way with your journey?
2: Should I jump in first, And um, th- th- This has been a long, slow burn for me. Uh, when I was at Brighton, I worked with a guy called Duncan Silcock, who was really passionate about, about, about this. Um, and I just learned an awful lot from him, to be honest. And I went to uh, a couple of conferences. I went to the Apple conference in Dubai, where I met um, someone who is now our pastoral deputy head um and just listen to people in the community really there's an awful lot of knowledge out there already you know it's it's kind of the growth in the growth in tech education is exponential and has been for a number of years now i don't reckon that even what is there now if you spend the rest of your lifetime trying to master you could you could get it all so there's enough there's enough there already and it's only going to get bigger um so you know just I've had a lot of a lot of help from from a lot of incidental conversations with people in, in the community, and I, I would I would I would say to anyone who's looking to to kind of grow their knowledge of this, just join Twitter for a start, um, and yeah, you know, listen to the community. i certainly get it for me. And
1: what about from your point of view, Linda? You're a prolific sharer of resources online to the community.
3: I'm entirely inspired by the people that like, I learned from. Um, if if it was not for those people. Um, and it's very similar to you know well it's exactly the same as teaching because it is teaching like in the teaching community you find that the most inspirational people are the, the people that share uh, in the same way that in the teaching community you get many different ways to science teach or to math teach and there's many different ways to do to do digital kind of thing and everyone has their own flavor so you know mark you've been like a massive kind of inspiration like you know throughout um throughout my my edtech journey and and so you know and so has um oh gosh, <laughs> I, I remember a Twitter handle, but I don't remember actually. Um, Katie Woods, because like she's got all of the you know, she she. Has a whole chapter on like how how you would put um, digital platforms like into teaching and learning. So effectively, um, Steve, because he is so forward thinking and so innovative, and he's like transformed. Like he was one of the, the transformational schools that I looked at, you know, um, when when we first started our DAS journey. Um, and then you, you go worldwide. So you have like you know people like Craig Kemp. You have like you know that you've got the people in um, Thailand and Vietnam doing amazing things in there. And Singapore with Craig. Um, it, they're everywhere um Adam Grocott as well um and also Niall um sorry right, I'm going to stop name dropping now <laughs> because all of these people that I said if you look at like what they do if you look at what they do on Twitter Ollie Lewis one more person um if you look at what they do on Twitter they always have their own angle um and that angle can be put in and like you know, can just season I guess like your additional strategy and kind of really inspire it to make it something your own
0: I mean, that's something I completely agree with and see so much myself. I mean, one of the best parts of the work I do outside of Net Support in working with schools is I get to go and visit lots of schools under normal circumstances, and so I can sort of see you know the great business when when I was doing this sort of work um, prior to sort of branching out um, because we were quite early with our digital strategy and our work and uh, getting ipads into children's hands sort of back in 2011 um i I'd been able to go out into schools and, and I, I would cherry pick the things that just like you sort of allude to there i see something in one class oh, well that sounds that's good we could we could do that Go to the next class. Now that wouldn't work for us. Next class. Well, that would work, you know. And, and and Twitter is very much like that. You, you can be really granular and pick and choose things which might be relevant to your setting. Which, as we've all said from the outset, is, is very much contextual, isn't it? What I loved as well, Paul, a moment ago from your other response, was that idea of um, the Michael Fullan's uh, sort of the proponent of is that pedagogy first approach to use of technology, uh, and, and, uh, and 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 flipping it where pedagogy can be the driver, but technology can be the accelerator, so it can move things forwards. That, looking at um, DIS as, as it is though, it's it's a school which doesn't um, just have, it's not just a secondary school, it's a primary school, you have got foundation stage right through. And the ways in which you use technology with young people. While some of the strategies may be the same and uh, you know are applicable around low stakes quizzing and all these different types of things, but the platforms don't necessarily lend themselves well to different things at different stages in a child's progression. With that in mind, then um, a question for you both around um, how that sort of impact on your digital strategy because the school that goes from foundation stage right through to um, you know, the international baccalaureate the ib how did that impact on your strategy because you need to be sort of able to flex i would guess across all of it you can't be using the same approaches across the whole school um to come to you on that one first paul is that okay yeah sure <clears throat> i think you know te- effective teaching is effective teaching
2: we, we discuss this quite a, quite a lot kind of between primary and secondary you know what is effective questioning? what is effective feedback it's not really that different to four-year-olds and 18 year olds the level and the nature of how you do it would, would would vary greatly but it's it's the same it's basically the same thing so mm-hmm. what what you're really looking at when when looking at whole school digital strategy like this, you're looking for the same functions, but a different platform. Now the platform has to meet the needs of of kind of the developmental ages of the children. So we would use Seesaw in in, in the early years. Um, I've seen Shoei work really, really well for primary school, kind of like key stage two and key stage three. Um, and Microsoft Teams is much more, um, it's much, much more sophisticated. So, you know, it, suit our older kids best but if you actually look at what we do within each of the platforms it's the same thing you know it's, it's effective feedback um it's timely intervention when when students are working um, you know, and it's set in high degrees of challenge, you know, with, within the lessons that, that basically children can self-pace, whether it's, you know, a, a year two, thinking of my son doing his maths homework, you know, choosing the, the hot challenge and, and cracking on with that and going on to the next activity, or it's a year 11 history lesson progressing through the skills really, really quickly. Um, one thing I would say is that from, from a DAS point of view, when, when kind of Linda and I were starting this journey two, two years ago, more or less, we were... The school was great. The school was 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 very effective in its teaching and learning and it was had a great reputation in the community, but it was it was really out. It didn't have anything really in terms of infrastructure for, for digital learning. So we very much had to, I, th- I don't know whether Linda would agree with me, jump in Linda if you want, but I think we had to prove the worth of, of tech in the secondary school and, and see that filter down into the primary and just be there and, and be as supportive as possible for our primary colleagues who then took it you know, from a primary level to, to to a different level. But it was very much, you know, to be totally honest, it was very much a case of setting out our store first and showing how these platforms could be really helpful and then seeing that filter down.
3: Yeah, I I completely agree with what Paul said. Um, It's the the common thread of learning that brings our schools together. So it's a common thread of how are you communicating with um, the children? How do you want your children to communicate? Like when you get to IB level and you kind of, not so much work back, but it's just like, well, we need to do that like at at early years. Um, So things like what you just said, Tapestry, Seesaw and showbiz, um going up like primary and then going into the end game of OneNote, like the common thread of making sure that everything, like they know that everything ha- has to be online um, and they have that skill, like the digital skills like going all the way through. Um, that kind of made it so that it was applicable to all levels um, and also that the children just didn't get lost. What we did before um, the digital strategy was made uh, was was kind of like let let the teachers kind of have autonomy almost, and on like what you can like use, and like there was a whole.